Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Anthony McCarthy, IFL TV. Delighted to be joined by Mr. Dave Caldwell this Sunday evening. Dave, I just um, said before I pushed record there, I'm glad you took the makeup off. In fact, I'm probably not. I would have, wouldn't have mind that scared. Nobody's seen this. Go on Dave Caldwell's Instagram and look at his... Uh, his Halloween costume from last night, it was phenomenal. I mean, the makeup was unreal. Um, I'm kind of half wishing you did have it on. That would have been a good interview. <laughs> Do you know what? My, mate, that was so hard to get off. We got in um, probably about half past three, four o'clock this morning, trying to get all that makeup off. I'm asking my missus how I'm supposed to do it. And it was it was hard work. And it's sore on the eyes, mate. But... But the girl that did the makeup, she did her whole family and everything. My daughter was DJing. Uh, it was a big Halloween team, obviously. Um, so we uh, we dressed apart as a family. So it was a good night. Yeah, it looked at me. It definitely did. And you said that you didn't get in till, until half past three this morning. So I'm guessing you didn't see the fight straight away. You must have watched no. it this morning. This morning, yeah. Um, I wasn't listen before, and I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna get it. I was. I was tempted with the Wardley fight, and I'd have probably. Probably got it for the Wardley fight if I couldn't find, you know, a, a repeat showing or something like that on YouTube. Um, but then while we was out, um, as you do, you look at your phone and saw a picture of Fury on the floor. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, so I was like, I've got to get it. So this morning when I woke up, um, I bought the uh, pay-per-view and, and watched it back this morning. So I knew the result, obviously. So it's not quite the same as watching it live. Um, and you know that there's a bit of drama. You know, obviously, you've seen that there's the, the controversy and everything. But I kind of just watched it for myself and just to see, you know, how this happened because I got it completely wrong. I got it completely, completely wrong. And I'm not the only one. Nope. You know, um, the I did say that I thought, you know, Ngannou wouldn't have any fear, would I? This is a man that faces elbows, forearms, kicks, and everything. Yeah, you know I mean, so he's not got any fear of of a guy wearing bigger gloves just just punching. Um, but that pad work they released, talk about a red herring, because I just thought that Fury's going to be able to do absolutely anything he wants because he looks so slow and terrible with it. So when it comes to fighting now, when it comes to w- watching it back, 
that first round, I thought, okay, this our bit impressed is is completely different to what I thought. Um, and obviously, as the fight developed, he was uh, a lot better than what I thought. When you mentioned the red herring and not, did you think that he was pulling the wool over our eyes with this pad work? Because he did, like you said, there was this boom, just like this methodical, this really slow shots to the body into the pad work. And you think he was trying to half play a mind game there? Or was that just, I don't know, was he trying to pull the wool over, over our eyes or something? Quite possibly because if the, the element of surprise in in battle is, mm. is quite a powerful tool to have. Um, and obviously we don't know him as a stand-up, you know, just pure boxing sort of sense. Nobody, nobody knows anything about what he's going to be like. So if you're just going to show a version, and it's very, as fans, as people in boxing, you know, obviously we only judge on what we see. Um, if you're Titan, you know, Fury, obviously he's been trained by Mike Tyson, but if you're Tyson Fury, and this is a guy that you're getting paid absolute millions to fight, and everybody's saying how oh, it's an exhibition, it's a joke, it's this, it's that, you know, um, then you see that footage. I can understand why I might have mentally kind of just thought, mate, this is going to be a walking part. He's, he mm. generally can't do anything with me. Because I've seen it with fighters at lower level, people that aren't as talented as a Titan Fury, people that, you know, prospects coming through, even champions, you know, everybody can be guilty of taking somebody lightly. Um, so when you see this and there is no footage, there is no, you know, and then you see the one bit of boxing footage and you think, He's shit, because I saw that and I just thought, wow, he's got that. I generally thought, you know, we've seen Fury go to the ropes and just use his levers and just mm. palm them off and play about, do a bit of rope-a-dope and stuff like that. I thought, looking at that pad work footage, I thought, he can do that if he wants, to make it a little bit interesting for the fans. Um, but right, straight away, he, he, the, the the ring generalship of, of Ngannou surprised me. You know, um, straight away, he was jabbing to the body. He was throwing the right hands to the body underneath the elbow. Um, it was a lot smarter and a lot a lot cleverer than what I thought it was going to be. Um, I just look at that and think, it's a shame he's 37 years old because mm. I'd like him to have some time to develop and see just, you know, see how, how, how far he could go. What I will say about Ngannou is when Tyson Fury was trying to faint as well, Tyson, Ngannou wasn't trying to draw Ngannou's lead. And Garner wasn't falling for it. I don't no. know if that was because the MMA background or if that's something you had worked on, but it seemed like every time Fury was trying to faint and draw a lead, it, nothing was coming back. And Garner was just staying in that position. He wasn't coming over his front leg. He was just staying there and waiting for Tyson to engage. And then he would throw. It was even a smart, smart game plan or I don't I know. Said, I, I, I like what, that, that quick left hook, I know the left hook dropped him, but before that, you could see him. He threw it a couple of times where... Fury throw that one too, and he looked to count with a quick left up. Um, it missed beforehand, and then it, and then it landed in the third. Um, he was set. He was looking to set traps. Mm. He was setting traps mm. for him. Um, but it was a man that was, like I said, he's, he's got no fear. But he was a man that was very, very comfortable in knowing what he's capable of doing, and he wasn't worried about what the man in front of him is doing. And a lot of times, that you know, in any sort of sport, people overthink what the man in front of them is going to do or the team or whatever, rather than focusing on what they're good at and what they know that they can, they can um, do themselves. The, the kind of like reactive rather than proactive. Mm. Um, and I thought, I thought Ngannou, uh, you know, he, he played his part really, really well in that and being disciplined. And 
there must have been a lot of question marks in his mind. I know everybody believes the fit, but this is the guy that does five, I know the five minute rounds, but five rounds. When you go in six, seven, eight, nine, and you know you've got 10 rounds, um, there must have been a few, you know, a few little question marks in your head. You know, and, and I thought it, it, it managed the, the pace really well. But I thought a lot of that was down to because Fury never got, I didn't, from what I watched, I, I didn't think Fury ever got his range. Mm. I thought he did a lot of punching, but it was almost, it sounds it sounds bad because this is a heavyweight champion that I'm criticising, but if it was a, a, a young fighter, a young prospect, you'd be saying, you, you're punching from too far out of range. You know you're not landing, but you just keep punching at the same sort of range rather than adjusting and committing. But it seemed as though Fury was uncomfortable to commit. Um, and he was very, very wary about this much, much vaunted power. Um, and all the way through the fight, he never looked comfortable. Out of the two, two guys that were in there, Ngannou looked more comfortable in that situation than what I thought Fury did. Um, it was very, very strange. Um, you you kind of, you know, you, you, you've got to remember, he's in with a, a novice. In, mm. in boxing sense, I know it's MMA, uh, you know, he's, he's experienced MMA and what have you, but this is a novice. You imagine if this if this is roles reversed. When they're doing these crossover fights, I always think, you know, if it's a one-off fight, what's the point? Oh, it's a, yes, it's the money and everything, intrigue, but they should do a two-fight series where you come into my sport, then I go into your sport, you know, because then you'd, you'd, you'd see the difference. Would... would um, if Fury went into, if they had a rematch or, or, or if the first fight was in a cage, would Ngannou be hesitant and and be wary about what Fury was going to do? Mm. No, he wouldn't. He'd go about doing what... This, this is where, you know, to me, Ngannou's swum the channel and he's, he's looked fantastic. It's a, it's a plus point all round for him because he's gone into a different discipline right in off the bat against the best. And he's come out and his stocks through the roof. He's come out and he's been absolutely fantastic. I could never envisage a fighter going into an MMA and an MMA cage with the best that's in the MMA. Obviously, guys at a lower level, yeah, but not the best, and be able to cope with the shit that they do, and be able to perform like you know to the level that that Angano did. I think that'd be a, it's two different disciplines, and it, that's why I think you've got to give. And Garnu is, is is credit because it's been stripped away by a, a lot of what he can do. The, mm. the the punching on the target bit, on the boxing target bit in 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 boxing is only a little bit of what what they do in MMA. I mean, I'm I'm not no MMA expert. I don't watch it, but you know, basically, you get what I'm saying. He's he's yeah. done really really well to strip away a lot of what he's used to for all his life at 37 years old to go in and to to be disciplined in the boxing sense and to perform like that, but not at a mediocre level, to go in at the top level. Mm. Well, we'll see, obviously, get up. we have to give uh, Nganu his credit because nobody saw that coming. I'm, I'm like you, Dave. I was thinking no. Tyson six rounds. I think Tyson would have got him out there in six rounds. That's what I said, yeah. and I was wrong. But what we'll see on Tyson now, Dave, even when I ask you on a fight week, if I was to ask you on a press conference, let's say it's uh, Muhammad Ali or Hopi Price, and I said to you on a Thursday at press conference, Hopi Price is fighting X fighter. If he beats him, does he fight Z fighter? You'd be like, no, 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 no. We need to think about yeah. X fighter right now. And yeah. then we'll talk about Z fighter, right? 
The Usyk fight was signed three weeks ago. Posters were up Very on dangerous. Instagram. Yeah, that's what I mean. So was that a mistake to do that? Was that a mistake to put that in the back of Tyson's fury mind? Because Tyson's going into that fight. Don't get cut. Don't get a sore elbow, shoulders. Don't do anything dangerous. Just play about. And when it got to the point where it was starting to get dangerous, you seen Tyson go, oh, fuck. Now I'm in a fight. But you put that in the back of his mind that there is that fight after it and you're looking past Ngannou. So there are people out there that will say that makes no difference. That shouldn't make a difference. You should be disciplined. You should be this. You should be that. You ask any fighter out there, any fighter that's watching this interview, right? Your last spar of camp. Your last spar of camp. You know this is your last spar. You go into that spar. Literally, so many fighters absolutely hate that last spar. Hate to knock the thumb, hurt the ran, get a cup, hurt a rib, anything. Every, everybody, everybody is wary about that last spot in case they get injured or something happens that puts them out of the fight that's in, in nine, ten days away. Mm. Now, that's that's part of camp. That's what you have to do. But Bellew used to hate the last spot. Everybody does. Everybody's because there's times where that last bar, you get an injury, you get, you know, you, you, you do get a cut, something goes wrong, and then everything you've prepared for, everything you've worked for, is gone. Now, imagine the money that they're getting for this Usyk fight is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It really is. So, I don't care how much money you've got. Everybody's got big money. The old, all, all your rich billionaires, they were millionaires before they got to billionaires. They kept striving, kept chasing that other, that become a billionaire. Then they get one billionaire, they chase to get more. Nobody just stops. When they get more, when they get money, they want more money. So mm. there's not this thing where, oh, once you've got money, you're not bothered about it anymore. If somebody's going to stick unbelievable amounts of money in front of you, all you've got to do is to get through this fight. I don't care who you are, you're going to think about the next fight. And like you say, shitting yourself about breaking your hands, about getting cut about anything never mind losing but if you if you feel as though you're going to piss the fight you just don't want to have an accident you just don't want to have a cut i'm not and i'm not making excuses for that listen i at end of the day it is nothing to do with me i don't i don't I, either way you know I, I have no emotion towards him so i'm not making excuses for him but the same time is i've got to understand what might be going off in his head now, once once it becomes a case that you find your ass on the floor in the third round, you've kind of got to forget about that shit and just think, right, if that's what's holding you back and if that's what's making you be hesitant, once you find yourself on the floor in the third round and it's not been going great anyway, you've then got to think, fuck the next fight, I need to get out of this fight. And then you turn on whatever may be, may be, don't worry about it. And get the win, and 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 you know, get rid of this fella, or or you know, make sure you win convincingly. But I still, after that third round, obviously he's, he's going to be more wary. But he still, for me, never kind of like went up through the gears. He couldn't go up through the gears. He couldn't switch it on. Mm. Why do you think that was? Obviously, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I looked at the, I watched the whole build up, the whole fight week, and it was a spectacle. Man, I was I was enjoying it every single second of it. I was enjoying watching the two Ronaldos rock up, Eminem yeah. rock up, Frank yeah. Gould, Mike Tyson, Redick Bow, Chuck Liddell, all these guys from combat sports, football, music, all rocking up every hour. It was phenomenal to watch it. And the whole fight week was again going to the fight weeks that we know because we've never I've never been to Saudi Arabia with that sort of razzmatazz is that fighters yeah. are tunnel vision get the press conference done get the weigh-in yeah. done that seemed to be like selfie after selfie after dinner after dinner it seemed to be more of a show than it was a fight that whole fight week do you know what I mean and maybe again that played a little part because we know Tyson when he, uh, fighting Tyson like, when he comes to fight he fights he switches on wilder fights Klitschko fights he knows how to scrap it just seems like maybe we know that wasn't the real Tyson in there, so. But, but but hang on, you can't, you can't. I get that because hmm. I was sat at home seeing my my Instagram and looking at all these pictures. I'm like, fucking, I wish I was out there. Yeah, that, I, I, generally, I was like, before the when it first got announced, it's one of those where where I'm not really bothered about a fight. Anybody that asked me, I'm not really bothered about it. It's an exhibition. It is what it is. I understand it. Blah blah. But I wasn't bothered about it. Once you start seeing what's happening, it's like shit. All your heroes are out there. Everybody from from you know from from the football and and the boxing world. And I'm like shit. I wish I was there, like a little kid again. Mm. Feel like you're missing out. But if you're saying that that has an effect on Fury, mm. then did it not have an effect on Ngannou too? Because Fury's the guy that's been rubbing shoulders with fame and celebrity for. A good few years now. Fury's the guy that is the ultimate showman walking into WWE and absolutely bossing it. It looks like he, remember when he did all that, it looked yeah. like he belonged in that sort of environment. So you can't tell me that he's not used to all that sort of shit. You know, everywhere he goes, he's a guy that, that's getting, you know, people asking for selfies, shouting his name, screaming. So if he is, if you're going to say make allowances for him with the build up and everything like that, I'm sure Ngannou hasn't had all this before. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I, I, agree. I, 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 agree. Mm, I agree with you. I agree with you. I just, you know what? When, I, when the final bell went, they've all asked you this question. Is when that, obviously, you knew the result before you watched the fight. Yeah. So it was, it's more of a delayed reaction here, but you you watched the fight. Did Tyson knock it for you or what did Ngannou win? Did no. you for it? I thought, I thought, for me, I don't think it was a robbery. Mm. Wasn't a robbery like a, you know, like a, you know, a, a disgusting robbery that it's one sided. There's a chance the other guy won. Um, but I just thought that in a fight where there's a lot of missing, there was a lot of missing. There's there's punches thrown, but there's a lot of punches that was being missed. Like I said, I always felt as if Fury was punching a lot from out of range. Um, the clean, some clean shots. I mean, some like case in point. It, Round one, Ngannou comes out and he's he's sticking the jab to the body, he's sticking a right, he's throwing a nice right hand downstairs. He was doing that throughout the fight. He was landing some good shots. He was landing nice shots. There was a round that was, apart from the knockdown, was clear where he catches Fury with a cluster of punches that makes Fury look like he's, you know, he's, he's unsteady in trouble. I felt like the clearer the shots were probably Ngannou's. And I had the feeling that Ngannou was the one that was comfortable, had the ring, you know, had, had more control of the ring, um, more control of the pace. Um, so I kind of, I, I thought that Fury, that Fury lost it. 
And I, I know a lot of people after four, I think I heard Frampton say that he'd not. I had it about the same. But I was thinking that before Frampton piped up and said what he thought it was after after four rounds, I think it was. Um, but yeah, I, I just kind of thought, watching it myself, I didn't think Fury won it. And when when it went to the decision, decision, it was like, I understand. This is listen, you can it's it's not a good look for the sport. There's always shit judges. But this this um uh it's all about opinions of the judges. Mm. And I don't know who the judges were. Um but it's like it's just not a good it's not a good look. When you have a fight that's announced before, and you know it's going to be d- done, you know after blah blah blah, in the same territory and everything like that, it's not a good look. When then there's a margin for it being so controversial, a lot of people are just going to say, and it's a lot where a lot of people that don't like Fury will say it got beat. End of. A lot of people that like Fury will say, oh no, he just straight by it. But I feel they're all neutrals. Kind of lent with the with with Ngannou, mm. um, but it's just my, my perception of the fight. Look, I'm not like I said. It's, I didn't feel as though Fury's punches were in uh, altogether in range. I felt as though he missed with a lot of punches, and he might have thrown more. I don't know punch. I didn't. I, I don't really know the punch stats on he, it. He landed, he, he landed more punches. A, a, right, but, 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 but I don't. When I'm saying punch stats, I, I mean. This punch stats where you see numbers come up on, on a TV screen. Yeah. I don't know what method to use out there and, or in America, um, the compu box, but from what I know of uh, uh, punch stats, is it's guys in a van watching the fight and score, and every time a punch lands, clicking yeah. a button. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between that and a fucking judge sat ringside, right? You can't. Again, it's somebody's opinions of, of what, what lands. So when people are going up, banging on about punch stats, well, that means that he won, that's definite. It's not definitive because it's still, all it is, is guys in a, in a van pressing a button. Mm. Unless that's changed, I'd like to know. I have no idea, Dave. Maybe we'll find out the answer after this interview. Um, obviously, after the, the verdict was announced and uh, Fury got the nod, Usyk jumped in the ring and it seemed like for me, I was excited before the fight to get Usyk in the ring. When I knew Usyk was in Saudi Arabia, I was, was thinking, yeah, it was flat, it was deflated. It, it wasn't that buzz that we were all expecting. Has this fight when Ganu took the shine off that undisputed fight a little bit for you? Yeah, because if you're if you're Tyson Fury and the way that you talk and the way that you're talking, calling everybody sausage and the way that you're saying that this guy from MMA is you've not got a chance you can do what you want with him and you're slagging this fighter off that fighter off and the whole carry on and everything and then you go and perform like that you are going to get the shit and people are going to give you criticism and you can't you can't knock them because you put yourself up on that pedestal but then also that's why we, that's why we're drawn to him that's why you're, you're asking me about him mm. because he's got a divisive character so whether you love or hate him or whether you agree what he says or you don't agree what he says, you have an opinion on him. There's a lot of good fighters out there. You don't really give a shit about him when they speak, so you don't listen to the interviews. You don't really take any notice of them, so you don't watch them when they fight because they don't they don't grab your attention. 
look at what he's just done, Tyson Fury. It's, 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 it's whatever you know, whatever you you want to say about him, it's completely. It's come from a guy that, that listen. It got beat off John McDermott, right? But he got it. And you look at that Tyson Fury, and then you look at what that man went on to go and do inside boxing and outside of boxing, the whole WWE crossover, everything. And then look at this, what he's just done here. An unbelievable achievement. Mm. Unbelievable. So when we can slag him off and say, I don't, allow, don't like how he speaks, this, this, this. But that is why he is what he is. And that is why he's making the coin he is. And that's why he's so divisive as what he is. So everybody's tuning in and he gets big numbers because of how he is. So although you can slag him off or although you can say, it's not my cup of tea, you don't like him, blah, blah, blah. You have to respect what he's done. Mm -hmm. You have to, because every single one of us would, well, there's a few people in the world that wouldn't, but the majority of us would swap our bank accounts for his. Mm -hmm. The majority of us, you know, that want to succeed in life, I'd like to share the success that he's had. So it's, it's easy to, to go off at deep end. And I have impact. I mean, I'm, I'm getting older, so I'm probably seeing things a little bit, a little bit more rounded, but it's not my cup of tea. You know, it's, it's the whole way he is and everything. It's not really my cup of tea, but I've got loads of respect for him, loads of respect for him. But when it comes and, and you, you, the wheels fall off or, or you, you, you don't shine, people are going to come at you mm. because you've put yourself in there and it goes for the same for anybody. And that's what people are doing. And, you know, people have been dying for him to, to, to look shit, dying for him to get beat. You know, and and so now now's the opportunity. So now they're going to come come for him hard, and the the whole the whole in fight in in ring announcement of the Usyk fight, nobody really cared because of what's just happened. Mm. And it was like whether you thought it won or not, it was terrible, and the fall in 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 credit in the sport of how good Tyson Fury is and all that lot, the falls dramatic. You know, mm. the drop off is dramatic. So he, because of who he fought, he fought a guy that's in his first fight. And then when he's saying, "Oh, I'm I'm ring rusty and stuff," I get that. Eleven months, I get that. But Ngannou has been out for nearly two years, and he's never had a pro fight. So you can't really you can't really use that as an excuse. And spare fair play to him. He's, I've just watched his interview that he did um, uh, with uh, Boxing Comedia, and He's not making any excuses. It's mm. not really. It's not making. It's, it's just saying you can't take it away from Ogano. Ogano did did his job on the night. So fair play to him. Dave, I'll end it on this one before like you get back to enjoying your Sunday evening. Um, you're you're all Alexander Usyk watching that fight. What's going through your mind? Um, I think Usyk Usyk it wants that. He's wanted that fight anyway. I, I think Usyk's mentality. Now, do you know what? Do you know what's funny? Is Us Usyk in his last performance got a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. If I'm Usyk sat there, I'm going, I've just passed the book straight on to him because he's getting more shit than what Usyk got. But he'll be looking forward to the fight and he'll he'll want the fight, you know. Mm -hmm. Um he he's a very, very clever man. And obviously, um you've got you've got to remember that I've always felt as though a lot of Fury's assets come from the fact that he's just so big. 
Mm. It's just, just he's always so much bigger, so much longer, heavier than than his opponents. And I've always thought that if it was Usyk and him same sort of size, I feel Usyk beats him all day long. But it's the size for me, the range and everything that you know. You got to remember Ngannou, and Ngannou wasn't that much outweighed by him, but he was in shape as well. Mm. You know, Fury looked him. It looked terrible. You know, um, and Ngannou. I know he's shorter. He's still got long arms. He didn't have, you know, he, he, his, his range could compete with him. The reach was the same. They had the same reach. Uh, right, there you go. So so, so his reach, I didn't know that. So so that's what I'm saying. He, he didn't have that reach disadvantage that everybody else tends to have. And, and that's where I'm saying is you put Fury in. This is why when people talk about Lennox Lewis and people like Tyson Fury against people like... I'll be honest with you. People like Lennox Lewis that have beaten him. Because they would have, they would have got past that reach. They would have. They wouldn't have, I don't think that would have been much of a problem for him, you know. And that's not to be disrespectful to, to Fury. I just feel the assets that he's got, the, the physical assets that he's got, work for him at this time, and with the fighters that are around today. And that's why he's been so successful. Um, going to the Usyk Usyk fight, Usyk still, no matter what Fury's is last last night, he's still got to figure out. The dimensions of, of, of Fury and handle that, the size, the, the reach, the, the, the height. He's got to get past that. And they, that's still going to be a tough job. Well, listen, we're going to get the fight. It looks like it's going to be next year, not December 23rd. We're going to get it early next year. So, listen, as boxing fans, we work inside the sport. We want to see the Undisputed Heavyweight Champion. We need to see the Undisputed Heavyweight yeah. Champion. So we are getting it, which is still a silver lining after all that's happened in the sport of boxing lately. So, but Dave Caldwell, always a pleasure to speak to you, my man. And uh, I'm glad you got that makeup off, but I would have preferred it to still be on for this interview, but maybe next time. <laughs> no chance, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Dave, you enjoy the rest of your Sunday, mate. I'll hopefully catch up with you soon, mate. And you, mate. Take care. Thanks so much, Dave. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.